Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. The OT with Nick and Frankie show is back. We've been waiting for this show to re-air now for what, Nick? Two, three weeks? I don't even know where you've been, bro. Where you been? It's been like six weeks. Unbelievable, dude. It's like it's like the last time I could uh could not think about COVID, you know? It's it's That's pretty true. crazy, dude. But now um, COVID's over. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yesterday was the first day I went to the gym, and about fifty percent of the gym uh, people didn't have their masks on. Honestly, it was great to see. I will say that it was nice finally to to work out and not have to breathe and sweat. But um, yeah, I know I know where you live, Nick. People haven't been wearing masks for for a year now. So yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back everybody to the uh, OT with Nick and Frankie show. Uh, we have a big show for you all today. Uh, we'll be joined in about 15 to 20 minutes with Ian Rappaport, NFL Network's own The GOAT, as we like to refer to him here at U-Stadium. Um, as always, make sure to like the stream, subscribe to the channel, and uh, download the U-Stadium app. If you're not on the app, um, go to uh, ustadium.com slash download and check out the app. If you don't have the app, I don't know what the heck you're doing with yourself, honestly. Um but yeah, we have a packed show today. Uh, get in the comments, uh, live chat. We'll try to feature as many of you all as possible throughout the course of the show. Um, but yeah, Nick, got any got any words before we uh, dive into it? Yeah, I just saw the that Washington released Morgan Moses, their tackle. They were looking to trade. Uh, I guess they didn't find any takers for him, so they cut him, saved some money, and he's free to sign with anybody in the league. I'm sure anybody can... You know, any team can uh, use a, a solid starting right tackle, uh, mainly the Brown, um, Bengals. So, I mean, I think they should be all over that. They should have probably slid them a seventh-round pick to kind of keep them off the market. But that's a quality offensive lineman on, what, May 20th available. And um, so that's pretty pretty big news. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point in the season, you're going to see some some signings for for fits and needs. So um, you might see some surprising stuff happening. Maybe a few trades along the way. Um, but yeah, getting into getting into trades and 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 and, and crazy stuff happening in the off season. Today, my boy signed Nick Timmy Tebow. We had big news today. Timmy Tebow officially signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, a sixth tight end on their roster <laughs> um there's not even six good tight ends in the nfl but um, <laughs> the jaguars uh loaded up with their six tight end um and tim tebow uh honestly i'm a big fan of the move but i know we'll we'll ask you about that in, in about a second and uh and also the falcons apparently are looking to uh move on from julio um so we have a six tight end on a roster and then we have the best wide receiver in the nfl uh, in the same news uh, cycle, so uh, that's it's pretty a little bit different sides of the spectrum, right there. A guy who has no business being on an NFL team and probably one of the best pass catchers in football. So that's uh, that's what you get in, in the middle of May as we wait for what, like three more months, four months until the season. Yeah, I know. And the season seems like it's right around the corner, man. Like that's that's what it is about football. They do such a good job of planning things, and yeah, I feel like even the news, the way it breaks sometimes, is is planned in a sense. And we're actually going to ask Ian about that soon. Uh, how is news uh, broken, you know, on your end? Uh, where do you get your sources from? How does that work? I think uh, getting a little insight. Um, into the inside of, of, of how an NFL uh, insider works is, is pretty interesting. 
Damn, dude, I, I gotta get back to freestyling, Nick. It's, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> was pretty nice. Yeah, you always get like the um, the like wise asses on Instagram and Twitter when you post a story, and they're like source, source, like so. It's interesting. We're gonna ask Ian source, like how does he get his? Or obviously, he's not gonna tell us who they are or you know how he goes about fully getting them. But just want to get like a look into like how the news. I, I think that's like a very fascinating, um, you know, look into. Uh, something we all love, love so much and follow every day is like breaking news in sports. So getting like a little bit of insight from, you know, in my opinion, the best breaking news reporter right now. So uh, I think that would be really cool to hear how, how and what uh, Ian is willing to say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just playing off that, speaking of wise asses on Instagram, I literally today on the U stadium app, I was going uh, to post an audio saying random, um, pet peeve of mine the wise asses in the comments section that alex I, I post something like oh do the lakers have a legit shot to win the nba finals all of a sudden you have people saying well they're in the playoffs doesn't every team have a shot <laughs> you know what i'm saying man i said legit shot too i don't i'm not just saying shot because i know what's going to happen or it's like on instagram if you post this player will underscore in 2021 Will play, play football. Yeah. Will breathe. It's like, dude, are you serious, man? But uh, I can I can go on and on about the uh, the Instagram. I, I, we, yeah, we were the wise asses on Instagram at a point. That's true. Like with your burner account, we kind of kind of do the same thing still. What but you're um, talking about? <laughs> all right, Nick. Real quick, Tebow. Do you care or do you not care about the Jaguar signing Tim Tebow? What are your thoughts? I don't care, and it sucks because I I like Tebow. I like him. I like his story. I like what he's about. I don't care because it's been way too long. He should have done this and swallowed his pride about 10 years ago and made the transition from bootleg quarterback that he is to tight end or H-back or fullback or whatever and changed positions. He could have had a longer career. Um, just follows in line with what has been a disappointing offseason, in my opinion, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I know – our own Mike here is going to be pissed about it. I know some of the Jaguar fans out there are going to be pissed at me for saying that, but um, Urban Meyer hated the hire. That's a nice rhyme right there. Speaking of freestyle, uh, love Trevor Lawrence, obviously, um, but I didn't think they made many great free agency moves. Uh, their drafts outside of Lawrence, obviously. I love ETN as a player, but I don't love him going to Jacksonville because of already having uh, – they had such a value in Robinson, James Robinson, last year as an undrafted guy to go then spend a high-priority first-round pick on uh, Travis Etienne kind of like negates that value there a little bit for me. So I didn't love what the Jaguars did. And then you add Tim Tebow, again, not against him. Like all, I'm all for him trying to get back into the league and whatever it is. I'm all for anybody to try to find a role for themselves. But for Jacksonville to bring him in when you're trying to – you know, nurture a young quarterback in uh, in um, Lawrence just doesn't make any sense for me. I disagree with you, and I disagree because I actually think that Tebow has a legit uh, shot at the starting quarterback job. <laughs> you know, don't sick. laugh. Urban Meyer's there. <laughs> I'm a sick man. I, there's some. There's some of me that's like, you know what? I kind of want to see Tebow just get a half out there. Imagine like they – maybe Lawrence isn't ready the first game. Let Tebow go out and run some option reads. But, this is exactly but, why it's a problem. Though, because <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're kidding, but the Tebow cult, and you can't spell culture without cult, 
the Tebow culture, the Tebow cult is thinking exactly what you're saying. You know what's sick? I think at some point I was in the Tebow cult. I, you I, were. I think sometimes you you, ha- you have to admit it. You know, in life, I just feel like it's a big thing. Just admit it when you're when you're gone, when you've gone too far. Um, and uh, I was in the Tebow cult. I, I'll, I'll come out and say it. And uh, I got out of it. But with, with stuff like when stuff like this happens, you kind of want to go back in. It's like you know, I miss those days. So you're a born again Tebow. Yes, I'm a born again. <laughs> TC, Tebow Coulter, uh, TCO, we say Tebow Cult Life. But mm-hmm. um, I like it because I like him. I think I like him as a person, as a leader. I don't think he's going to go in there and try to win the starting job or, or affect no. uh, or, or you know Lawrence in a negative way. So I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. I don't think it has anything to do with Kaepernick. I think Urban Meyer likes – Tim Tebow as a person and wants him in that locker room under any means necessary. And that's it. So, um, but, but moving on to a player that, uh, that is going to make an impact regardless of where he ends up um, and play day one and be maybe the best at his position is Julio Jones. Um, There are rumors today. I've been hearing about the Washington football team been hearing stuff about the Packers, bunch of crazy stuff out there um, in the world of sports um or social media and sports um and uh nick do you think a trade happens what would it look like and uh like give us a few teams you think that uh could end up being uh julio's next home yeah i I think a trade is possible because you have a motivated side and that is the atlanta falcons they seem like they're willing and ready and even shopping him um he's due 15 million i think this year so obviously being that it's may ish may 20 ish whatever it is um, that takes out a lot of teams that may have made a run for him and figured out their cap situation a different time you know, earlier if this was, say, March 20th. Um, so you do have some teams who could have made a run at him but can't because of the cap situation. But I do think there would be teams who are willing to, because he is so good, to kind of whether it's cut somebody, um, restructure a deal, um, you know, just do whatever they can to kind of manipulate the cap. And we've seen, look what the Giants did to their cap situation to make it work. Uh, maybe he, uh, Julio signs an extension. He rips up his deal. He makes less this year and more in the coming two years. But I, I think it's I think it's more likely than possible um, that he's gone. And I think Atlanta, like I said, it makes no sense to me why you go out and get a guy like Kyle Pitts for overall, keep Matt Ryan and then trade Julio. Isn't the reason why you're keeping Matt Ryan and – getting a guy like Kyle Pitts is to completely go all in on your offense. And then you're going to trade your best, probably your franchise's best player ever. Um, so the, the thought process behind it for the Falcons doesn't make much sense to me, but it seems like they're motivated to do it. And um, there's going to be teams out there, obviously the Ravens splashes team, the Niners, the Patriots, the Colts, the chargers. And one team that it seems like a move they would make is the Raiders, like the Las Vegas Raiders. It's such a move for them. Maybe they trade Henry Ruggs in a second-round pick or Henry Ruggs in a third or just a second and a third next year, um, something along the lines there, and they can you know, mess with their cap to get it happen, uh, to make it happen. They're opening this new stadium in primetime Monday night. They want to make this big, big splash move. Julio is like the guy that Al Davis would have went crazy for. So I could totally see the Raiders going all out and coming out of nowhere and making a, you know, making a big move. A few years ago, they made a – uh, late summer move trading Khalil Mack for draft picks. I could see them making a late summer move again and acquiring Julio Jones with a uh, opening up the uh, new stadium in prime time. So it just, it smells like a Raiders move to me. Um, and if they can make it work financially and they can come up with uh, somebody 
uh, the, the picks or players or a mix of both that can kind of appease the Falcons. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think Julio's going to get moved, but I actually disagree with the premise that he's going to go to uh, a team like the Raiders. I think Julio's going to go to a team that's looking to win, a team that's looking to uh, add to their um, offensive uh, core and actually get to a point where they can get over the edge. You're looking at a team like the Steelers, the Ravens, the Titans – um, the Packers, maybe even also. So I'm thinking the Saints. I mean, I think a, a team like that's going to say, oh, I'll give the Falcons two first round picks and then we'll be able to effectively, uh, uh, you know, bring in Julio. I think that would make more sense more than anything. Um, the, the issue is you're talking about the cap and you named a bunch of teams that are in cap trouble. And two, when you talk about like the Packers or the Saints, like they're going to probably want to shift out you know, shift him out of the NFC and trade him to an AFC team. But, I mean, that doesn't – obviously that's not everything, but um, I could totally see them wanting to get him out of the NFC. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could see that also, but I think a deal's a deal. So, I mean, it's wherever it makes sense, I think. Julio only going to the Steelers if he has a TikTok account. That is true, man. Uh, Lucas, I, I actually agree with that. That's like a prerequisite with the Steelers, right? You need a TikTok account. They're saying to join the team. So I think Ben just created one, but he – Oh, did he? Only, he blocked everyone? Yeah, yeah, he has you know a bunch of 13- and 14-year-old girls uh, making d- dance videos for him. No, that, was, that was not a good joke. But um, all right, Ian is about to join us soon. Um, everyone make sure out there to post your comments, questions for Ian. Like the stream. Subscribe to U-Stadium on YouTube. Um, and as always, download the U Stadium app. We have a lot of contests coming up, so we're going to do a lot of team-based contests in the next week. So contests for Packers fans, for Ravens fans, etc. Um, we're gonna we're gonna countdown clock it. We're gonna come back and uh, we'll come back with uh, with Ian. Hopefully, in the next five minutes, uh, we have a topic for him. Who do you think is going to get moved, uh, Watson or uh, or or uh, or Rogers? So we will be back. We'll count down clock it. We're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll be right back. All right. So we're waiting for Ian to get back. Um, he is going to call in momentarily. We have one topic we're going to get into, and then Ian uh, will join the show, and we'll, uh, we'll ask him about these topics. Um, Splash is working right now with, on getting him on camera and whatnot. Um, all right, Nick. Right now, the big news on the table um, that everyone's talking about is Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Watson recently posted a workout video, um, and we haven't seen him post anything now for months since this whole scandal broke. Um, you know, there he is getting a little bit of work done over there. There we are. <laughs> Bam. Let's play go, play, kid. Yes. Yeah, so you got to do it, man. He's got, got that pop, man. This, this, this is a good quarterback. I really hope he yeah. ends up somewhere good. Um, and it's not going to be in Houston. I'll tell you that. Um, and uh, yeah, Rogers was recently linked with John Elway on the golf course uh, and a bunch of other places um, like the Kentucky Derby and whatnot, which we'll talk with Ian about. He's a big Kentucky Derby guy. Uh, but Nick, who gets moved uh, most? Who's most likely to get moved? Watson or Rogers? What do you? I would just say Watson, just because of everything that's happened. I think it's that's a little bit too far gone. More than like the Rogers situation. I think. Rodgers has done so much more for that organization. He's a proven winner. They're a team that's going to compete this year, whereas the Texans obviously aren't. So I would say 
you know, both could get moved. I just don't see Rodgers getting moved, but I could see uh, Watson for sure. It just seems like that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, but who's better to ask about this stuff than the <laughs> one and only? Ian, we're throwing you on. Ian, I don't know if your camera's on. If you want to do just audio, it's fine. We did want to see you. You're, you know, you're a handsome guy, so we wanted to put you on for, for the world to see. But, um, Ian, welcome to uh, to OT with Nick and Frankie on U Stadium. How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? Yeah, I would uh, I would do the, the uh, I would do the uh, you know video thing, but I'm driving. Just had a nice Peloton workout, so uh, <laughs> hopefully the audio only works for your listeners as well as your viewers. Yeah, we we can hear you fine. It's it's all good, and don't want you uh, any more distracted, obviously. So. Um, we're joined, everybody, by NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. I'm sure if you aren't following him already, I don't know what you've been doing or I don't know what's going on, but you can follow him, as always, at Rapsheet on Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, I missed the, uh, the the grilling videos you used to do, Rapper. Are those coming back? Yeah. Um, I would say – well, I mean, part of the problem is, uh, you know, it's spring and it's awesome, but um, my kids do so many sports now that actually yeah. finding time to grill is difficult. Um, but hopefully back soon. And um, I got some, I got a couple of things in mind. Play yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's tough having a uh, one-year-old here too. I can only imagine with two of them running around, but um, let's save the grilling again for, for summer. We'll, we'll talk beer. We'll talk food in a little bit before we get you out of here. But um, let's talk about the draft that just obviously happened last month. It's crazy. It's been about a month already. Um, what was – it's a two-part question. One, okay. your biggest surprise of the draft, whether it was a selection, a non-selection, a trade, and part two, was there a move or two – and I always like to throw these out because the Twitter world loves it, the, the hypotheticals. Was there a move that was close to happening that you heard but for whatever reason kind of broke down at the last minute and didn't happen? Um, all right, well, let's, we'll go with the first biggest surprise. And to me, you know, it sort of has to start with the 49ers, right? I mean, I would say by draft night, uh, and you know, they came to me probably five minutes before the 49ers made the pick and they hadn't told anyone yet. And so I had to go on and be like, you know, here's what I think. And I had sort of convinced myself it was Trey Lance at that point. And I think most people in the NFL thought it was Trey Lance, but nobody knew. So, you know, that was a good surprise. And, you know, it's weird when a team decides to kind of just be like, we're going to keep it a complete. I think he's hey, Ian, we, yeah, you were breaking up there. Yeah, we lost, lost you there for a second. All right, I guess when he is able to call back in um, or, or reconnect, we'll be able to hear. Ian, we can't uh, hear you currently. Um, but, yeah, that was the it's big interesting thing. interesting one. Yeah, that the, was the, the quarterback one. It's amazing to think that nobody really knew with the 49ers that they were selecting Trey Lance. I mean, they kept that airtight. So mm -hmm. um, that yeah, was, was funny that was because wild. everybody felt like they knew, you know, and it was like Mac Jones. You had like it felt like it was like 90-10 Mac Jones when the trade happened because you had so many people connected with the Niners saying it. And then as it went on, it was like maybe it's Justin Fields. And then it was like, you know, the Trey Lance talk started happening and I, for one, was like, between what I what I heard that Fields wasn't really in the question, uh, was, wasn't really in the cards for them, 
I kept like going back and forth. Like I think I did the two different mocks. One was Lance. The last one was uh, uh, Mac Jones. So I just kept saying to myself, do you really trade all the way up for Mac Jones? And nothing against Mac, obviously. But I don't know if he's the type of player you trade up for. I think he's the kind of guy where like what the Patriots did, you let him fall to you at 15 and you're happy about it. Um, But, you know, when you make a trade, you want a guy that you can see hoisting Lombardi. You can see, you know, being that MVP when you're picking that high and when you're trading up like that. And I I didn't, I don't, I don't, and I didn't see that from Mac Jones, but with Trey Lance, you you could, if he reaches his maximum potential, you know, and that, and that ceiling that people think is sky high, that's the kind of, that's the kind of guy you trade up for. So I'm not surprised that that was, you know, Ian's, uh, you know, big, I guess kind of big topic or surprise. And, you know, hopefully when he, when he hops back on here and he gets connected again, um, he'll give us a little, uh, maybe a move that we all kind of didn't know what was almost happening. Cause those are always fun. It's like, like three years from now, we always hear like, Oh, you know, uh, the, uh, Patriots almost traded up for Jamar Chase. They had a deal in place and it fell apart at the last second. I always like hearing those what ifs, but um, hopefully did you think question, did you think that the 49ers, um, if there wasn't all this public backlash uh, against them for taking Mac Jones at that spot at three, do you think that they would have taken Mac Jones? I mean, I feel like what happened was they wanted to take Mac Jones. All this backlash came out and um, they were sitting there like, are we really doing this? Like maybe these people know something we don't know. Let's reevaluate the situation. Yeah. Then they actually selected Trey Lance, which I think was a better pick. Um, but yeah, everyone, that's we're trying question. to get. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Good. I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. And if that's the case, I don't think the 49ers front office or anyone in that organization would ever leak that info. But uh, we're trying to get um, Ian back on. He was in a bad zone. We'll get him back on. We'll finish. Um, uh, the interview with Ian. Um, but yeah, just jumping in, uh, Nick, I'm going to throw a question to you and everyone. Yeah, we're going to try and right now to get Ian back on. So I know people are, are asking, um, uh, Nick. So let's turn our attention now to just rumors on the rumor mill. Um, what are you hearing out there and, um, where do you see some of these top free agents landing? Like, uh, like a Richard Sherman or Steven Nelson. I know who you chat with or KJ, Wright, Melvin Ingram. I mean, what are you hearing right now? Um, on that, on that front? Yeah. So, um, well, he's saying he needs a link one sec. Sorry. Oh, he needs the link. All right. Let's send yeah. him. Nick, you have the link for him. I believe so. If you want to just kick it to me again. All right. Sorry, everyone. We're trying to get Ian <laughs> on. This is uh, this is what happens when when you're you know you're you're trying to run everything over here. You know what I mean? I don't even know where is Splash today. Splash, are you around, dude? Jeez, can't even depend. Splash took off today. Nick's Nick's taking off every other week. We only got Jack back on. It's unbelievable. All right, we, know? we got his link. Um, where was I? You asked me. Oh, Sherman. I still think it's a. It, it's going to be a situation where he's going to wait for a, a competitive team. You know, like the Saints. I could see it happening um, back somewhere more on the West Coast. I know the Saints aren't West Coast necessarily, but um, he wants to go to a contender. I know everybody wants to think he's going to go to the Jets. It's not happening. Um, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Nelson. He had a few teams: Buffalo, Cincinnati. Uh, a few other teams that were in on him. I don't think the Jets are going to spend anywhere on a corner right now. Uh, KJ Wright, I just think eventually he'll just end up back on a one-year deal in Seattle. Um, I know Dallas, there was mutual interest, but obviously they drafted two linebackers. 
um, with Michael Parsons, obviously an LSU linebacker. I don't think that's going to happen. So I could see him ending up back in Seattle and, um, you know, now Morgan Moses, I mean, this is a, a quality offensive lineman this, you know, late in the game, I could see, uh, Cincinnati with the cap space, um, plenty of, you know, plenty of need for a, a value, a veteran offensive tackle. I know they have Riley reef. Um, uh, but I think he would be somebody, uh, of interest to them. Rap says it's still not loading. Nick, maybe you want to give him um, – we can give him Splash's call-in yeah. number. You want to do that? Yep. Uh, Splash, if you, wanna get, yeah, if you want to get yeah, um, get Ian on through the call-in number, that, that would be, that'd be best. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that we need a corner uh, as Jeff fans, and I think Sherman and Steven Nelson out there for other teams are big assets for anyone besides the Jets. I mean, so those are two players that are, have uh, veteran experience and have played – at a high level. All oh, right. There we go. We got him. <laughs> hey, you guys got me? Yes, sir. Hey, what's up, B? About that. Oh, no. No it's worries. Fine, man. No worries. So, the, the question Where are you was, in the Lincoln uh, Tunnel? Lincoln Tunnel? No, nah, I'm going to pick my boys up in Ninja Warrior class, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So, we won't, we won't kind of drag it out, at, you know, for, for too long. So, the no, question was fine. I'll refresh you. I, I apologize. I mean, if, if, if we want. We can also do it longer at a different time if you guys want. I apologize for this. No, you're good. We're, we're here. We're all we're all on, okay. and uh, we can we can bang it out for sure. Um, so the biggest surprise you were getting into the situation with the Niners, and then a move that you know might have was closer than maybe we all heard or didn't hear at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll go back. Uh, we'll go back to the Niners since it sounds like you guys didn't get me on that very much. Um, you guys hear me okay now, though, right? Yeah, much better. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so I would say, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance going at three, and, and, you know, they came to me right before the actual move happened, you know, probably four minutes before, and I didn't know for sure at that point. But based on the thoughts of people around the league, everything I put together, I figured it was going to be Lance. Um, the fact that the 49ers, you know, got endless videos from his passing coach and they just seemed so interested for a team that was picking Mac Jones where I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would, if they've already decided on Mac Jones, why would they be, you know, going after it this hard? So I figured it was going to be months, but I didn't really know. And, and nobody knew. Um, so I, you know, I liked that surprise. It's probably not great situation for Mac Jones. He's probably the only one that didn't benefit from the surprise, but all the rest of us, uh, it was really pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, I would say the team that, um, you know, that, that didn't make a move that I kind of thought would, or a thing, you know, thing that almost happened really the saints not trading up. I mean, they made so many calls up and down, you know, even into the top 10, you know, if Lance was there at seven, eight, nine, maybe the saints would have moved. Um, if one of the corners was there a little later, maybe they would have come up. I mean, the saints seemed to be the team that I thought would make a big move, but just didn't for whatever reason. That's interesting. And that, that kind of takes us into what we just spoke about when we were killing time to get you back on, Ian. Is, and again, we're joined by NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. As always, follow him at, at Rapsheet. Um, we were talking about some of the veteran cornerbacks that are still out there and some of these uh, you know, solid players who can help a lot of teams. Obviously, we just saw Morgan Moses get released. Uh, but Richard Sherman, Steven Nelson, K.J. Wright, some of these guys, Like, are you hearing anything 
that these guys could land anywhere soon, or is it kind of still a waiting game into camp? I'm hearing that there's a lot of frustration from from some of the not just those guys, but really any veteran that's available now. There's no money, you know. Yeah. I mean, usually this time of year it's it's tough anyway, um, but this is worse than ever because you know the pandemic brought the cap down. Nobody wants to spend, and I think if they do want to spend, it's going to be on their own players, on extensions and that kind of thing. Um, I just. You know, I get it. I feel the frustration from some of these veterans. I don't know that there's an answer. And, you know, and if you're some of these older guys, you played into your 30s, you made a lot of money. Do you want to play for the minimum? You know, do you want to play for $2 million? Like, probably not. Um, I would also assume there's some veterans who didn't accept pay cuts who probably wish they could go back now and take them um, because it's just not a good economic environment for anyone. Yeah, it's that's so interesting. I mean, from from a fan's perspective, sometimes you don't even think like that. You're you're thinking, oh, why is this player not signed? Why is Steven Nelson not getting any you know any contract um, offers? It's 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 crazy to think. But you're right. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. So Ian, I'm not sure if you're a betting man or not. I know you. Uh, I know you go to the Derby and you're a big Derby fan. But um, right now, if you had to put a bet on who's getting dealt uh, first. Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, where are you going? Uh, I'm not a betting man. I mean, I do I do go to the Derby, um, but I am. There's actually so much that I don't understand about the gambling world that it's almost comical. <laughs> like when I reported that um, the 49ers were down to two quarterbacks, Mac Jones or Trey Lance, a couple of days before the draft, and the line went crazy. I I had no idea. Like people started hitting me up. And I think they took the bets <laughs> down or whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's, it's some, you know, there's some things that are not in my wheelhouse that I'm really literally clueless on. And this was, this was definitely one of them. Um, so anyway, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Rodgers is getting dealt. Uh, I really don't. I just, I, if I'm the Packers, like, I don't see why you would. You know, and I think the problem is what compensation could make it worth it? Unless you're going to, you know, unless we're talking like Russell Wilson for Aaron Rodgers and both teams end up with a franchise quarterback, like, I don't see why any trade makes sense. Because how many first-round picks could the Packers bring in to know that they're getting the next Aaron Rodgers? I mean, unless Jordan Love is already that, which I guess he could be, but we just don't have evidence of it. You know, how could the Packers guarantee themselves that they're getting a future MVP before they trade one? That is the issue. So I just don't – I don't know that it happened. You know, Deshaun Watson, it, there's so much that needs to be sorted out before anyone even thinks about a trade. Um, and I don't – you know, if, if he does get traded, which who knows, um, we're talking about next year's draft pick. So is that even something that anybody would want to do? You know, like would the Texans want to do that and just say, all right, we're just going to be bad this year. So there's so I don't know that any of those things happen, um, but it is going to keep us talking for a little bit more in the offseason, which is great. And and where and like especially with the Watson thing, like because his I know the conversation before the you know, before all this happened and when you had the Jets, the Dolphins, all these other teams involved was three first round picks is where it starts Will the Texans now with all this happening that value obviously isn't where it was. And, and are they going to be willing to, 
you know, kind of say, uh, you know, kind of admit a loss there and take, you know, a first and a player or two first round picks for a guy, or do you just wait it out? You know, so it's such a hard situation for them to kind of, you know, wrap yeah. their fingers around. I would say that's a great question. Um, I don't think the Texans would take 50 cents on the dollar. Uh, right. And I, if I, if I were them, I wouldn't either. You have, I mean, I think we could fairly say he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, certainly top 10. Um, mm-hmm. Why would you trade him for anything less than all of the picks and everything you think he's worth? Right. Like, and I think that's part of the problem. Like if the Texans weren't willing to do it before, I don't know that they would do it now for less. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, could someone come up with an offer to make it impossible for them to not deal? I guess they could. But that's why – and look, these these massive quarterback deals, mega quarterback deals, they happen so, so infrequently because figuring out a value um, that actually makes sense is really hard. Just really – really hard um and because there's so many variables in the Deshaun Watson it's probably harder than most yeah Ian quick question our fans on the U Stadium app are constantly uh asking this question and um we wanted to just uh ask you and, and maybe give some insight by the way this interview if you guys haven't gone to Razor Sports I know that's Nick's boy he uh he uh, made a lot of the tonight's show happen, so we want to give a shout out to Razor Sports. Check check them out. Speaking of betting, they're a betting sports information company, so um, you definitely want to check them out. But Ian, real quick, everyone on our apps wondering, I am as well. How does news get broken? How do you get your hands on stuff? You don't have to be too specific, but just like generally speaking, will a team leak something out to you for PR purposes? Do you speak with people in the organization? How do you do it where you don't piss off someone in the process? How, how does that work? I mean, if I if I was going to break news and not piss off someone, like <laughs> I would not break a lot of news. There's always, you know, there's always someone not that happy. I mean, it's just the reality of it. I would say, you know, leaks, like teams giving things for PR happens much, much, much more infrequently than most people imagine. I would say for me, usually what happens is I find out a little rumor, a little tidbit. I start calling around and eventually you get to either the team or the agent or the player and you kind of go like, Hey, like I have this, I know this, it's going to come out. Like I'm going to report it, you know, can you confirm? And usually people will go, all right, like, you know, it. you're, it's going to come out, like report it. Um, I would say 99.9% of the people understand what my job is and, you know, the others who do similar jobs and it's almost never like, why do you have to do that? But what I have tried to do, I would say in the last probably two or three years is almost any time I break news, I will get in touch with either represent representative from the team or the player or the agent and just be like, Hey, this is what I have. I'm going to report it. FYI, giving you, cause like, you know, if they're going to get pissed about it, they're going to get pissed about it anyway. Might as well tell them first. So they're not blindsided. So at least they compare their owner or their player or whatever. Um, just be upfront and it's helped. I would say my life a lot and it has probably helped fewer people get pissed at me than would otherwise be upset. 
That's cool. It's actually cool to know it. That and it is. helps like the building of the relationship fact. part too. I mean, that that's great. And, you know, cause we get asked that all the time. I can imagine Ian, like you get that question or if it's not the trolls on Twitter with the source question, I'm sure you get all the time, but um, it, that, that's cool to hear the kind of, you know, the best in the business, obviously, again, this Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider, follow him at Rap Sheet on all the social platforms. Um, it's cool to hear where you generate all this uh, buzz and how you kind of decipher between what's legit and when to kind of put it out there. But um, with that being said, where is Julio Jones going? Is he getting traded? Let us know. What are your sources telling you now before you can break it on the uh, on the Twitter? <laughs> Um, Ian, we know you know, the, man. Yeah, That's I mean, what Nick said. <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, I, I, I would. I'm not ruling out a Julio Jones trade. I know the Falcons are open to it. Um, but similar to the Rodgers deal, it's going to be incredibly hard. Who's going to give up a first round pick for a player who has, you know, one of the worst contracts? Really, one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. Honestly, it's just it's it kills the team. It ties them to a player who's on the wrong side of 30, who's been injured, who missed parts of the season last year, who is awesome. So, you know, if you're going to give up on someone like who, you're going to want to get a lot. But it's just, is a team going to want to give up a lot for a player who's been injured and a player, you know, and, and you have the salary? I, to me, I think it would take an injury in training camp to a really, really, really good team where they go, we don't want to trade, you know, we don't want to do this trade, but we have to because we're in the Super Bowl conversation and this is the only way that we can fulfill a promise. That, to me, is the only way that it gets done. Uh, that said, I have now arrived at Ninja Warrior, so I have to go pick up my voice. <laughs> okay. Everyone, thanks, Ian. We really appreciate that. We'll uh, we'll follow thanks, up at guys. some point. Apologies for, the technical, uh, apologies for my technical issues. We'll do it again when I'm not uh, – juggling links and whatnot no worries man no worries man thank you so much Ian. all right so as as frank mentioned before uh ian was brought to you by razor sports obviously the guys there are great um shoot them a follow uh log on to razorsport.com best high level sports betting information you can find as we get closer to you know i know the week one odds are out um, you want to start betting on some under overs for teams, get there, get the information, subscribe, uh, tell John that the U stadium boys sent you, he'll hook you up with some really good info. Um, and speaking of good info, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. Ian doesn't really want to get into any of like the weeds with these trades because he knows, and we all know it could happen at any time. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, I don't, like I mentioned before, Frank, and I know you're, you're somewhat in agreement, like the Rogers trade, I don't think is going to happen, but I think a Watson trade is a little bit more likely. And a Julio Jones, in my opinion, is definitely more likely. Obviously you're trading a 30 plus year old receiver, not a franchise quarterback. So of course it's more likely, but um, I think, I think Julio is going to get dealt. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen today or tomorrow or next week, but I just I see it happening. I could see him on another team. It just feels like, you know, the right. I mean, Nick, on the they just there. they they just drafted Kyle Pitts. They have Calvin Ridley. I mean, how many receivers or how many weapons do they need? It makes total sense if you can get two first round picks for Julio. You can move him to a team that needs a wide receiver. Um, 
I mean, that just makes total sense to me. I I, I think it's it's pretty likely that he does. Um, and the Falcons came out with their schedule recently, and they had I think six or seven guys in the picture, and Julio wasn't on there. That's yeah. all you got to know. I, I mean, know. that's it. Just makes sense. Like, why don't you at least tr- like go one year? You know, it's not like the NFC South is that loaded this year. You know, like the Saints, that like they don't scare you. The Panthers, they don't really scare you. Obviously, you have Tampa Bay, but you can make a run. They won, the, you know, they the Tampa didn't win the division last year, so it, the, the division is is yes, it's good, and yes, New Orleans is going to be good. But like with that offense, like you, if they kind of refined it under Arthur Smith with Matt Ryan, and he's got these three guys on the outside, like you can score with any team in the league. Why not give it one year and try and see what you have? I know. It'll be one more year into Julio's deal and one more year, 30 plus years old. So it's tough, but I don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't trade him if I were then them, you know, unless you get like a huge offer and you feel good about some of the guys you have, you know, behind uh, Ridley and, and Pitts, but I, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I just like Tebow going to the Jaguars. I'm a big, big fan just do, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You know what I mean, Nick? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We yeah. had some good uh, rapid fire questions too for rap. Maybe he'll. We uh, did. We're gonna do another. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do something with Rappaport either on the app or we'll do a follow up interview where we can get him on live with, with on his camera. It was tough for us to book him this week. He was really busy. We got him on for four thirty, but. Obviously, that wasn't the best time in the world also. So we'll try to get him on. We want to give a shout-out to everyone in the comments. So we have Anthony P. My man's been posting all night. You're the you're the GOAT, dude. Oh, we have David Deere. That, that's family right Noah's. there. Yeah, we have Dan Hackett on. We have Noah on. Noah's, Noah's one of the U Stadium uh, 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 co-founder originals right now, killing it for us. Javier's on the stream. Salaman Jet 718 is joining all the time. Jay Ashley, shout out to all you guys in the chat. We really appreciate it. Um, Rich Keck asking about why the why Washington's drafting more defense. They got the best D in the league, I think, or you know, top three for sure. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna wrap up. So uh, so yeah, last thing, Nick, uh, I have a question for you. Give me one bombshell trade that you think is gonna happen in the next month. Something's gonna drop, everyone. Besides Julio, you remember to the Raiders? this. Something's something's gonna. So you're going with Julio to the Raiders? Yeah, I can give you another small one that I've been thinking of. Gardner Minshew gets traded and he competes in like, you know, Washington or somewhere. Okay. I don't okay. think they're gonna go into next year. They they signed uh, C.J. Beathard in Jacksonville. You know, obviously they have Tebow now who's gonna compete with Lawrence. So um, I think I think. Gardner Minshew gets traded in camp at some point, whether, you know, Ian mentioned about an injury for a receiver. If a quarterback goes down, who better than Minshew to come in and, you know, he started some games, he's had some success. Uh, I think he can play in this league. I don't know at what level, but it depends on what's surrounding him. Uh, But I think Minshew's a guy who can come in and and make some plays somewhere and provide like a spark. Like uh, the quarterback that played for Washington in the playoffs last year, he came in, wasn't any good. He had a spark though. He the guys rallied behind him. I think Minshew's a guy similar to Taylor Heineke who can, you know, come in and not wow you, but can, you know, at least move the ball on offense. All right, Nick, I have something for you. What do you I got? Have something, I have something potentially big, and I've been on this for a while. Um, if this comes true, I think I might retire. I thought I was going to retire off my cryptocurrency, but 
given what happened Tough yesterday. The hell's go- what, what the hell's going on in China, by the way? What's going on? <laughs> you know what? I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to China. The, 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 they want to put restrictions on crypto. They're blowing up freaking rockets in the air. Pieces are falling down. They're not reporting on their COVID numbers. Why? Let me ask you a question. Why does China not get to report on their COVID numbers when COVID started in China? They, they don't have to report on it. So the WHO does whatever China wants. They don't have to report on the numbers. Nick, I'm running for president one day. Frankie is that v, your news? 2020. No, no. My, my news oh, is this. Different news. I, I, I got on the China thing because I thought I was going to We could host a show Nick. on that. Maybe uh, on the I dark web so nobody finds it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the Giants are gonna find another quarterback, and I think it yeah, could you've be been Desha- saying that. I think it could be Deshaun Watson. Listen, there is no freaking way they're going into this season and they're putting all their marbles in the Daniel Jones basket. They have to be psycho to do that. You're talking. You got Kenny Galladay. Saquon's coming back from an injury. You've invested in that O line. Why in the hell? Would you go into that season? You know, they have Sterling Shepard. They have weapons. Why would you go in with a, a below-average quarterback? I'm telling you, if the Giants get an opportunity to get a quarterback in there from somewhere, who knows? I think they're going to do it. And it could even be Gardner Minshew. That might they be a perfect – Fields if they didn't trade back. Fields was – I think the teams either loved him or teams teams hated him. So he – he was kind of an acquired kind of quarterback. Either it wasn't like Lawrence or even Wilson that everyone kind of liked. I think um, Fields, yeah, he's looking a little bit of an acquired taste. But um, the Giants, I don't think they're going into next season starting Daniel Jones. I'd love to hear what people think in the comments. I could be tripping, but um, yeah, I don't think that's that's happening. I, th- I think you're half tripping and you're half not. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's any good. But I think the Giants are very stubborn. They're a stubborn organization. They want to give this guy at least this one year and surround him with as much talent as they can with Galladay and uh, getting Saquon back. And obviously they ignored the offensive line, which is interesting because uh, obviously Gettleman loves his hog mollies, but, you know, going to get Kadarius Tony, Kyle Rudolph. So they, they obviously, you know, want to get Daniel Jones some, uh, some support. I just don't think Gettleman, you know, this is the guy that he drafted. Everybody was, you know, pissed about him taking him six overall or wherever they took him. So I, I agree with you on one side of the argument that he's not any good and he's going to be the reason they don't win. But I don't think that they're going to give up on him this year yet. Like next year, obviously, I think they'll be in, in the uh, – and it may be a trade like what they did with the Bears to get another first-round pick in the back of their minds, even though they're thinking about, you know, supporting Daniel Jones and he's still their guy – Getting another first-round pick next year allows you to either move up in the draft, maybe puts you in a Deshaun Watson conversation, like you said, for next year. So who knows? Like maybe that is part of the reason. Um, but let's <laughs> see Vete's posted about the Mets. V, you posted Giants. You spelled Giants wrong, V. Oh, Gantz. Yeah, Gantz. he's not great at spelling in there. <laughs> Why are the Mets hurt? They're always hurt. No, Gantz. That- he posted them Gantz oh, the like Gaints. Saints. Yeah, why Mets hurt? Gantz, number one. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> this stream getting out of control. It is out of control. That's why we <laughs> Yankee, call it OT. Yankees won today, by the way. Shout outs! My Yanks are back, baby. Shout outs to my man Kluber last night. Got that. Got that no hitter. Should have been a perfect game, but uh, what are you gonna do? I think. What's your opinion on the no hitter stuff, Frank? Is it is is you know the year of the pitcher and the dead ball taking away the kind of you know the lust of a uh, of a no hitter? 
I mean, absolutely. I think while well, we're on pace for 25 this year, Crazy. so it's not it's not that big. I mean, this is the first no hitter the Yankees have had in, in a century, so that's uh, Deck, that's, yeah, like that's 20, impressive. What was it, 1999 or something? Yeah, yeah. This century, yeah, you're right. They say this century, yeah, yeah, which is like not. I mean, Yankee fans, we always find something dramatic to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out exactly why there's so many no hitters. I mean, you're saying it's the dead ball theory. I don't know if hitters are as performance enhanced as they were. Maybe pitchers are getting new skills. I don't know. What what's the what's the reasoning for that? I mean, when I was growing up a no hitter, you would never see a no hitter. I mean, you'd see one a season and it was a big deal. We're on pace for 25. Does anyone I mean, feel free to you know put something in the comments. We'll throw it up, but I, I don't yeah. know. We have we have Steve French here. Um that's common. The, the Davos brother? No. Yeah. So. Shout out Davo. No, I think I think there's a lot to do with it, Frank. The, the dead ball is definitely an issue. Um, I think the approach that hitters have with all of these strikeouts is, you know, hurting these players. They're they're all swinging for the fences. You know, there's not many contact hitters like a DJ LeMayhew. You know, a guy like him is so rare. Everybody's either hitting 30 home runs or striking out. So it's. I think that's a part of it. I think the spin rate, a lot of these pitchers are the technology for these pitchers uh, to just improve their game and their skill is definitely a reason for it. You know, like the spin rate is something we're all talking about now and it's through the roof on, on all of these pitchers. Um, so I think it's just a combination of everything, but I think the dead ball is definitely a, a big part of it because, you know, two years ago before, you know, pre pandemic, the year where guys were hitting 30 home runs who never hit 10 in their lives. Brett Gardner hit like 30 in that year. Like the yeah. Mets had five guys who hit 30 home runs that season. You saw like outrageous numbers. And I think while that was fun for like the casual fan, you know, I think a lot of people within the game didn't love it. Obviously the pitchers were pissed about it. So, um, and also these, these bullpen games that are happening now, you know, you're only letting these guys go through the lineup once or twice. And when you look at these, the numbers of, of pitchers, when they face the lineup the third time through, their ERA skyrocket. So I think a lot of it has to do with the analytics side when you're talking about, you know, third, third time through the lineup, the spin rate with a lot of these pitchers and the approach from these hitters. So it's kind of like a perfect storm. So um, baseball's got something. I don't know if there's like a, a middle ground here that you can, you know, make up, but um, it shouldn't take away from, you know, what Kluber did last night, especially a guy coming back from injury. It's not like Kluber's, a no name. I know there's been some no names this year who all right, Nick. No seven hitters, Kluber's always been good. This is a big question. Seven inning no hitters, perfect games. Seven inning games. Should they count? Yeah, I think like, they yes. absolutely not. No way. No way. They, they didn't choose to play seven innings. The it MLB doesn't matter. Made the rule, so they have to it's, stick with it. It's not a no hitter if it's in seven innings. I don't so care. Then none, of the, how, then none of the stats should count for that game. That's like saying a sandwich. Everybody has should one, go zero for zero and just count the wins and losses. It's like saying a sandwich that just has one piece of bread. That's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. That's that's a one piece that's of bread. With still playing the base, the they, I know they call baseball. them open face sandwiches. That's BS. It's not a sandwich. A sandwich is two pieces of bread. A no hitter and a perfect game are in nine innings. They're not seven innings. That's ridiculous. Okay. So then that's, the game should not count. So why is baseball putting these games out there? You don't you say they he or he. I, I always say I have to say he with something else now, but you know. This this pitcher, he pitched seven innings. He had a zero zero earned runs. He gave up zero hits. 
And he gave up zero walks. And he it wasn't a perfect game, though. It was a zero, zero, zero stat I don't line. think you could have your That's cutlet it. and eat it, too. I think it's got to be nah, – I I it, it is what it is. <laughs> the old, the, the same. You, so you, so it wait, so, the game, so, he pitched every pitch- inning, and there was a decision. I, I did, how can you go back in time and look at pitchers that have had no hits across seven innings? And what should should, should that be like a asterisk? No, because the game I mean, didn't it, end, and it's not like who was it? I uh, think the, it's ridiculous. D backs pitcher, right? The, the the giant his name slipping my my brain. Uh, the freaking uh, the the guy that the, the Yankees always wanted. Oh my God, Splash, come in and help me here. The the D back pitcher um, who had the seven inning no hitter. Like it's not like he went and chose for it to be a seven inning game and said we're stopping it at the seventh inning. Like they the, the MLB said this is happening. This game is legit. It counts in the records for a win or a loss. So it should count for every statue count or no statue count. So if someone hits three home runs that game, should he not get credit for three home runs? Nick, that's like saying though, if an NBA game had to be cut short. And there was like some sort of stat to give someone a perfect like like field goal percentage game, and it was cut in the first quarter. That doesn't count, you know. Like that, you can't. Bum Garner, sorry. You have to. You. Uh, you it's it's easy to. Uh, you can give up zero hits in seven innings. How? I mean, it's not the. Uh, Domingo Herman today, by the way. This is how bad the Texas Rangers are, by the way. If you're a Texas Rangers fan, I, I feel really bad for you guys. Suck. Real, your hitters are garbage. <laughs> Domingo Herman pitched seven innings today, gave up zero earned runs. You, you wouldn't have thought after last night you got no hit. Um, so there, they stink. There's teams not hitting anywhere. I mean, you're looking today at, at the scoreboard. You can't can't find a team that actually the San, San Francisco today actually had 19 runs. That's actually pretty they're crazy. Awesome. They're really good. That, that, that's one organization that is good year in and year out. You know, they, they remind me of like the Saints or something, the New Age Saints, you know, where they're like, there's always good, always there. Um, but I don't think it should count at all. But we can talk about this more. I, I absolutely don't think it should count. Um, but yeah, with that, we're going to wrap up the show, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll cut up the Rappaport interview. We'll have Ian on again. So he'll be on. Um, uh, camera facing and we'll get him on where he's not busy. It was tough to get him on this week. We just wanted to with some of the news coming out. Um, this is again, the OT with Nick and Frankie show. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, get on the U stadium app. If you're not post stuff on there, we have some cool features coming out there as well. Uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, our producer splash splash. You a real one, bro. Homie, <laughs> ho- homie to God. Um, shout out to Jack. Yeah. Shout outs to Henry for all the graphics that he makes. Um, shout outs to Jack, I said again, for posting Javi. stuff out. Javi makes graphics for us. Javi's awesome. So shout outs to the U Stadium team. We love y'all. I know sometimes Nick and I are a little bit psycho behind Speak the scenes. With- <laughs> I'm like the only one. I'm, I'm like apologizing on behalf of you when I should just be the only one apologizing. How many times have I done that? But That's um, right. yeah. No, you rock, man. The fans rock. Stevie French, yes. you rock, my dude. You're a good dude. Um, Someone above it, when we were talking, Frank told you to go to go f yourself. I don't know yeah, if you let, saw it. let's get that comment. Where's the comment? I'm scrolling up for it right now. Where is it? This might be the best comment ever. I actually I, I was, agree. I think, I think it, was, it was my burner that you you mentioned during the show. Yeah, someone someone said you, Frankie. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh my! 
Who's that, Frank? Do you know him? That's Rude AF. I know. He was in the middle Thomas, of talking. All right, I'm going to do All right, Thomas Basilios. Basilios. Sounds like some that's of my nice dudes. From, that's, that's a Greek last name. My peeps in, my peeps in Astoria. Yeah, you're actually right. It probably is. That's rude. That's mad rude. But um, all right, I, Thomas, I we're gonna. It. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be finding you on on Instagram. You'll be getting a DM <laughs> from me. I'm. I, I'm literally on Instagram right now. Um, all right, but fellas, fellers, everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this was OT with Nick and Frankie, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, maybe next week. Maybe. Later. <laughs>